I'm Aaron Fowler and welcome to another episode of the Disability Sports Podcast. My guest this week is James Roberts. James is a two-time Paralympian, having competed for Great Britain across two different sports at the 2008 and 2012 Paralympics. As well as being an athlete, James has also given a TED Talk, uh, hosts his own podcast and also works as a performance coach. During the interview, James discusses his sporting career, his work as a performance coach and also talks a little bit about his podcast. Here is the interview and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, James. Uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Aaron. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. I'm um, I'm really looking forward to chatting you to, you know, to speaking to you today. I've um, you know kind of obviously been doing my research, you know, uh, on all my guests, and uh, you know, you're someone who's uh, achieved a lot. You know, kind of competed at two Paralympics, done a TED talk, you know, host a podcast, an author, um, you know, very well educated. So uh, yeah, very keen to to hear your story. Um, I just wondered if we could start off maybe with your early life. So I think I've read that you were born in Belgium, um, if that's correct. Um, so that's wondered, correct. You know, where did you grow up and, and um, you know, how old were you when you moved over to the UK? Um, obviously, I lived in, and I don't always put this across very well, as in there's the a misconception that I was only there for a short time. So my both my parents... Um, uh, retired military. My mother's a NATO uh, civilian, so that being NATO is obviously a military organization. Um, so I grew up on a military installation for the best part of when did we move on to the base? About five from the age of five until I was finished uh, secondary school or high school, uh, and then came back to the UK to to, to study at university. Um, but obviously born, raised out there. Um, very very fortunate as a result can speak another two languages um i don't i don't get to use them that often french maybe a little bit more so than spanish uh i probably not use my spanish <laughs> poorly uh since i was on a training camp with the sport with a with gb rowan and this is now oh gosh closing on probably 15 years ago so i've not used a language outside of of, of sport for a long time so I came back as a result of, of sport. Um, um, I was a undergraduate student at Swansea University. Um, I did their foundation degree first. Um, and I've got to thank sport for kind of weaving myself to, through the back door. Because uh, academically, uh, because of, um, most people don't know this, but I, I did a lot of my secondary education in the American system. It doesn't tally up very, very well between their their uh, things that they need to do to get into college versus what we need to do to university. So be it, if it wasn't for sport, I might have got in, I might have not, but as in I, once I was there, I wanted to obviously prove that I deserve to be there on, on merit. And what was the reason for, uh, you know, your high school being uh, like the American education system? Was it something to do with the you know, military air base where you were sort of living it, at the it's, time? It's, it's, it's a good question, Aaron. Uh, obviously, uh, with it being uh, an international military base, so it's, it, it's very unique in the makeup of, of it because, oh gosh, I'm going to get this wrong. I can't remember how many nations are a part of it. Um, it's, it's obviously grown in my lifetime that obviously I was born out there. Um, so they've got a, an American 
uh, primary school, secondary school, Belgian system, uh, primary and secondary, and who else is there? See, British education, we only had a primary school out there. So what my mother wanted to do was immerse me to 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 the to the culture, so I could literally uh, learn another language and be able to communicate. So French, technically, if I was to speak to you, I probably would do very very well. If it comes to writing, um, it's non-existent. Uh, it's not very good anymore whatsoever. But but it's very very complicated as a language because of all the all the tense, and it's probably the same as somebody to do English. Um, so it was as a result of not doing very well in what year would I mean like year seven or year eight uh, France and Belgium got a system if you don't do well academic you don't pass it's as simple as that so I should have had to redo year seven uh, for whatever reason that rule didn't apply then and then year eight obviously supposedly got in with the wrong crowd academically i'm not saying the wrong crowd uh so i was labeled by one of my teachers at the time it happened to be a pe teacher um which is quite ironic because i did well so well in sport um <laughs> that you would james you're gonna be you're gonna be a failure in later life which obviously in this day and age i've worked in education uh, in this in this country uh, uh, more recently you wouldn't get away with talking like that now you get sacked it'd be a sentence of the a pupil or a student going to head teacher and uh, mr roberts has said this about me it'd be you you would be it, would, it wouldn't even matter what the context was it'd be you'd be strung up um so for me it's something that i've i've utilized especially in my sporting career to when I was unmotivated, I wasn't willing to maybe do the hard graft. It was just a stark reminder of, Hey, you remember this teacher that said you would amount to nothing. <laughs> Boom. Let's get on with it. Uh, but obviously now in my current role as a coach, I don't try and do that because people be like, well, could you not use a ne negative energy in this instance? I'm like, no, it's not helpful in the, in the short term. Yes. Because it will allow you to get a task done. So I will do it from time to time. And I've analyzed it a little bit more so. So we can look at that later on if you want to as what, what, yeah. I would, what I would do instead. But that's the reason why I changed from one academic system to the other. That my mom was kind of at her wit's end. And she she didn't want to go through that, uh, that upheaval all over again. And potentially having to deal with it, you know, in year nine, year 10, year 11, and, and so on. I was like, I did, I was, I was reluctant to do it, but it turned my world upside down for a positive because literally the American system, you could say the Americans, if I generalize and throw a black and statement over them, they're very, very positive. Obviously Brits are not, not <laughs> that. So we got like stereotypical to call up, a, a step up a lip and get on with things. But as in, it came at the right time in probably my life to kind of going, well, if you want to put in 110%, this is, I hate when athletes say this now because it irritates me because it's impossible. <laughs> but obviously that system, the American system, like, is extra credit. If you're willing to do, uh, go beyond the bare, I'm not going to say bare minimum, but as in just doing what you have to do to pass, if you're willing to do that, we're going to reward you. So it's almost a system of rewarding 
you know, good deeds and, and, and things like that. So it's something that I, when I've looked at sport, I was like, well, and I was I was watching a, a, a piece on social media, I think last week, that was echoing the same thing of the people that are successful in, in, in life, it doesn't matter if it's sport, business, you name it, they face some sort of trauma in early life. So they view success as an achievement, as this and a reward. I do something well, I get rewarded. Thus, why wouldn't I do it over and over again? But if I, I, I analyzed it and I went, well, why why are there so many people that are successful because of be it and what you call a traumatic experience would be obviously different for me obviously it was looking at it more at the formative years but that's zero to seven so i think for me obviously that traumatic experience is like at 13 so how i'm i'm still forming as a as a as a person and, and obviously an adolescence that okay for me it's probably other things that i've if I analyze and I was to look at, there's probably other things that contribute to that. But I thought it was very interesting because as a result, I think more athletes have, have come out about, you know, mental health and things like that. But I think because of not necessarily the stigma of, of mental health now, it's more so it's like a badge of honor. It's almost like you, you suit up and you go to quote unquote war uh in, in in a sporting sense that because it, it's an archaic way of look of looking at things that you've kind of got to grin and bear it you suck it up get on with it blah 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 that that you 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 lose sight of probably what you do in the why you wanted to do sport in the first place as it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be enjoyable yes competition brings out the best in everybody um so that's we went through a little bit of a, a sticky patch with that of, you know, we need to give participation things. And obviously that's caused probably problems now, but as a result of all of them, I think people have looked at me and kind of go, well, I'd like to be as motivated as you. I'd like to be as like, I'm not as motivated as you would think. <laughs> and I think this would go to, to other athletes. So, I started out in individual sport to obviously well, I spent a large proportion of my sporting career in team sport. If it wasn't for other individuals and a, and a, and a collective group, I probably wouldn't have done a lot of things because it's like, because it's almost predominantly male sports. There's a brotherhood of, and I was watch. I was actually listening to Jocko Willocks. Uh, it's an excerpt of his podcast and he was like, Obviously, the military have a hard time readjusting to civilian life. And it, uh, I think there's another military person on... Um, oh, I can picture his face, but I can't think of his podcast. Oh, that's bad, that. And it's, and it's massive. Not so like David Bull, Bull, like Bull, Bull chap, Bull chap. Okay. Um, asking him, Joe Rogan pretty bad uh another military person saying the same thing that where obviously the military is all about teamwork camaraderie etc it's like okay and he was talking about it's hard to readjust to I'll, i call it the real world because 
everybody's in it for themselves. There's no, there's no, there's no brotherhood or, or teamwork. And I'm thinking, mm. because nobody has a purpose as why they're doing things a lot of the time. And I think, mm. okay, when I came out of sport and I retired, I was like, I felt exactly that. I got no purpose. I, I've got no longer at the time, obviously I've got a massive drive now, but no drive to there's no there's no things to to anchor on towards to be able to you know climb the ladder of, of what is success because you could say i've been there and got the t-shirt uh but i was this naive individual at the very beginning as a i started to sit boost ball i started about 15 years old so we're talking about 20 odd years ago so what, um, what, what sports like did you play kind of growing up um you know Grow, what, growing what, up i started relatively late in sport um i'd obviously play with my mates and things like that in in the playground and and, and outside of school so be it you know football messing about uh i think the first sport that i ever did not competitively would have been uh karate it was to more to get me a bit i don't know if i was an unruly kid i don't think so <laughs> uh because i was an only child but i guess it was to to ground me in the the i've gone into to to eastern philosophy as i've got older to to, to look at meditation and things like that it, it 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 seems very if i was to look at say the epitome of like the greek alpha obviously got alpha and omega and, and it relates to to, to religion um, it obviously flows very nicely, but when I started competing in sport, it was actually temping bowling. So an American sport through and through, uh, and did relatively well-ish. Um, obviously disability was a bit of a um, hindrance a little bit because I bowled right-handed at the time. Um, so I couldn't get the coordination and, and would, would lose my balance a little bit so i think it was last year i did bowling because people been why don't you use your left hand you'd have a little bit more success etc uh, and i was like resisting it's like my right hand is the more dominant one and it's a stronger one why what well, i can't and i'm i'm left-handed anyway so i kind of bit the bullet at the end and the end i would have been 13 but at that time i was I, w I was getting into swimming as well so okay. one of them had to give so uh bowling was every saturday swimming i'm spending monday through friday training and on the weekend competing so i i let bowling go and and i'm still very competitive even if i'd go anywhere near bowling alley, <laughs> uh to this day and i don't like losing uh i never beat my mother, which really irritated me, she was a keen bowler uh, for mo for most of her adult life when she was out there because it was more social aspect of it. Um, so I could never beat her, but I was obviously putting too much pressure on me to I need to win, I need to win, and wouldn't actually stay in my own uh, in my own lane and, and concentrate on myself, and I probably would have been more successful. Uh, so I obviously then moved into swimming, um, progressed relatively quickly. Uh, I've got to thank one of my coaches that's unfortunately no longer with us um, that sat, had the time to sit down with my mother 
to kind of go, well, how can we utilize James's strengths of his disability and build, build like, I'm not, I'm pretty built now, but I've built like a house as a, as a, as a, gosh, 12, 13 year old. And I started at swimming at 11. Um, so I started swimming the stroke of butterfly out there relatively younger than a lot of kids were doing. So I created unnoticely a sort of a trend because my mom was an official at the time. She's like, oh, do you realize that everybody's copying you? It's like, I don't, I don't care. I take compliment now because it's like, well, some of the kids probably shouldn't have been assuming it because they were underdeveloped and, and it was like watching a car crash and people nearly drowning. Uh, it was horrific that people should kind of go, well, this person maybe should take into context that they're not me so thus maybe they should take it relatively slower or maybe wait a little bit longer and then get in the gym and then have uh, reap the rewards as a result so it's taken me probably 20 years to kind of accept that okay i started a trend before i was aware of it being and it's probably a typical teenager is like i'm not fussed um do what they want to do uh, i'm going to focus on me uh and then it was a chance conversation at training one day with one of our coaches. And I was about 15. What's your thoughts about doing disability sport? I didn't know what to say because <laughs> we are talking now 2001 to 2000. Yeah. So just literally not long after the Sydney uh, games. <laughs> And my perception towards Paralympic sport was probably negative because it's like, well, it's not, it's, it's getting, I'm going to try and memorize probably like two hours of coverage, maybe four, say like a, a day's worth of coverage uh, of an event that's two, three weeks. So my. So, so I was just going to say, um, you know, it, it sounds like obviously you hadn't had really much involvement with disability sport up until that point. And I was just going to say, you know, I, th I think, uh, you know, uh, the 2000 uh, Paralympics in Sydney is the first Paralympics I ever remember. So, you know, I like Tani Gray Thompson was still competing. So I really, you know, remember her very vividly uh, from those games. But I think the Atlanta games are like 96, which I guess, you know, if it was televised, you would have been old enough to remember. But I think the crowds were like really bad at that Paralympics. So had you had any, had you, you know, until Sydney, had you seen or heard? of many disability sports at all not really uh, i i i was almost unknown of any disabled person period that i'd never I, it wasn't until i got into disabled sport that i saw somebody similar disability to me it was like um still got the t-shirt from the very first competition i went to watch uh, out in belgium in 2002 and it was like i Eye openings, like oh gosh, I've never seen so many disabled people in one room. Obviously, it's a swimming pool, but you get the idea. To to me, it was like, wow, okay, this is now an opportunity. So it, it's probably it's opened many doors. I've I've spoken to, I've been able to be in the presence of Paralympians that have gone to the games that you're talking about. That and they they talk about horror stories of you know. The stuff being ripped out of the rooms that it was bare you're thinking oh, okay if that was to happen in i i didn't go to athens but i i i'd speak to athletes that had been to 2000 the 2004 games unfinished I think, okay 
I missed a treat there. Uh, and obviously China being what it was, it was a beast. Um, and obviously that that had a lot of things that was similar to what you told. It was it wasn't under uh, spectated, but I'd heard my family went out uh, and went to the athletics, they went to swim in as well as long as as well as to just come and see me compete in rowing. And they were talking about renter crowds, you know, literally. Spectators marched in and marched out. I was like, "This, this can't, this can't." You're talking, you're talking, you're talking. I'm not going to swear, but as in, it's not possible. So I think I went to the athletics myself as a spectator because Rome was yep. like over in three days, and I saw it for myself. Like, okay, I believe it. And we fast forward to my second games. And a lot of people that I went to university with, friends with, etc. It's like, how easy going to get tickets? Ah. What, what did I? What did I know? But as did I like, I went based on my experience. I don't think it's going to be that difficult. And in the lead up to training camps uh, with volleyball, I was based in Loughborough, and people like not texting me and uh, messaging me, but not inundating. I can't get tickets, James. You sought me out. Like, wow. I can't remember how many weeks it was from the game itself. I think about a couple of weeks, like three, four weeks out. I'm thinking, gosh, I don't know. If this is what it's like now, what's it going to be like when we come to compete? Um, and I was the only member of the team well, at that time who'd had any games experience. And obviously I had teammates say, oh, what's it like? It's like, well, I'm going to base it on my chats with other Welsh athletes because we're pretty close irrespective of what, what sport we're in they're like it, it, you can't compare one game to another even if it's your own experience so I was like well, you're going to have to experience it what it is for you and you tell me and the first match we did in the Excel it, it, it far outward my expect it blew me away I was like oh gosh 10, compete in front of 10,000 people it's quite scary uh, from one aspect because with volleyball, we don't even used to play even at major tournaments like Europeans and worlds, like hundreds of people, that's it. So it, it, it's it's quite daunting to kind of go. Rowing's relatively easy, it's just noise. There's a barrage of noise, and that's it. You're not you don't focus on who's there and whatever. Whereas with volleyball, you walk out to this stadium, and say ninety five to ninety five percent of the crowd is obviously British. You're thinking, well, and it did rattle a lot of opponents, and it, and and maybe if we'd have been had the the the, the pedigree and the prestige, and and it was later on in that, that Paralympic cycle, we might have taken full advantage of it and maybe had a few upsets. But that that experience of, you know, my world's literally completely opposite mm -hmm. to how, how I, I viewed, I could probably even say how I viewed myself. I didn't, I didn't class myself as disabled. So it's like, well, I, I, I know physically I'm different. I'm not going to dismiss that. But I didn't want to admit to it being 
a liability or something that could be taken advantage. So so I, I'm I'm probably very headstrong as a result because people give me credit as we're very resilient. It's like, well, I think anybody with a disability just getting up and getting on with it every single day is very resilient. They don't align to the fact to oh I've got a disability, poor me. Um probably a bugbear of mine from the media perspective that they, they do, do that occasionally. Are poor that person? It's like, well, they don't view it from that perspective. So why, yeah, why should anybody else? And I know from a sporting perspective that you've got to create a story because then people can attach the story along with the athlete. But obviously, when you're competing, you could care less about where you've come from, etc. Because ultimately, my job is to. Well, you and I would never compete against each other, but as in, if you were in the same field as me, my goal is to beat you, and your goal is to beat me. Yeah. Um, and and we do get close within sports. That there's loads of athletes that I've been retired now. We did twenty 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 three, ten years. Just a little bit more. I still speak to people that I competed with. Obviously, there's no animosity anymore um, towards them in terms of getting the best out of each other uh, in competition or, or out of it that I, we can talk about, you know, the in some respects, the glory days of, you know, what was it like? I, I, even with, like, teammates. Yep. You, me- you remember that uh, the days that we only had to worry about ourselves. Oh. <laughs> of, uh, I'm talking about things that are not very different. Life was easy in comparison to 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 the real world because it's literally you eat, train, sleep, and repeat for 365 days a year, a little bit less than that, and that's and, and that's it. So it's not a very difficult job, so to speak. Physically, it's very demanding. Mentally, it's very taxing. And that's probably why a lot of people don't do it. Um, and it's very interesting in my my job as a coach now to, when people say, oh, I physically can't do this. Uh, mentally, can't. it's like, okay. I don't agree with you because physically you are capable. It's whether mentally you want to go to those those peripheries, those boundaries to be crossed. Ultimately, in sport, you have no choice. It's you you do by the letter of the law what a piece of paper says and what the coach says, and and you push boundaries to kind of go. Well, okay, I I think I can do this. So, you know, the likes of Roger Bannister running four minute miles. I, I think disabled people in general are pushing boundaries all the time to kind of go, well, what's Absolutely. physically possible yep. uh, in terms of according to my disability to me to, to, to and, it, and, it, and I think more so the public at large can resonate more with that than say, you know, the, 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 I can't remember, I know the, the Olympic motto they changed uh, for the last games they added something and I don't know why they did, but as in higher, higher faster, stronger, for most people, they can't identify towards because, like, well, my goal isn't to get faster. My goal isn't to. They should, in theory, get stronger, but you don't want to jump higher because, as a precondition of that, more from a 
more learnt behavior mediocrity is 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 okay i call it mediocrity because it hurts more but as in being you know just above average or just getting by is easy it's it's not going to take a lot to be able to contain i'm going to use another coach now brendan bouchard talks about homeostasis so keeping mm -hmm. it like where you are it's, it, it doesn't require a lot of effort but if you were already conditioned to that that's your normal so you're going to go back to what is normal behavior time in time out so for me i get credited to this a lot that from 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 my business coach oh you're very resilient and this was in comparison to like more presently i was like yeah but I was very good at hiding things when I when you first got to know me that I was oh. very uh I, I don't mean deliberately but to be able to so nothing could be able to, to take whatever vulnerability I had to their advantage so it was all, it's an element of distrust that I was so I was like why well, can recognize that now that the vulnerability that I have now to kind of go well this is a problem this is called is a step forward because I'm willing to kind of go circumvent that. Okay, if we can solve this issue now, it's a sm little small scratch, and I'd be able to maximize it. In the f I wish I had some of these 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 uh, traits as an athlete because it'd be amazing. Um, but obviously that's wisdom. But I, I was going to say, why, why do you think? Yeah, as you've got older, you've become you know better at being more honest and open about things. Is it like say just? Yeah, you know, as you, you become wiser as you get older and you realize it's okay to share things, or yeah, was it the environment that you were in at the time in elite sport that felt you couldn't speak up? Or no, that was that was me. That was I've all I've I've probably more been more outspoken since I've retired than when I was in it because ultimately you didn't want to rock the boat, and obviously the people that are outspoken if they're good very very good they could probably get away with it if if you're probably rowing i was i was good so i probably could i didn't want to do that i, I was already an outsider uh being that they didn't discover me so that was already a, a blemish against me from the get-go as like well we're gonna make it as, as difficult not deliberately, it brought out the best of me. And I think one one trial that I obliterated the field because I took it personally, and that's the only time I've literally gone into like a Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant uh, kind of out of body experience. My performance director that, that has died uh, just after Christmas of last year, his eyes lit up. He's like, "Oh, James is a right, is a right," and that only happened like. My, once or twice in my entire career that I kind of went no no this is unacceptable I'm going to humiliate the other person and obviously you should make the right they, they obviously said we're not going to pick James today but it's like uh, I beat the person over a thousand meter race by 30 seconds we were going to have another trial and there was no going by I knew you're not going to find 30 seconds in a month and I'm better than you already so think the wise wise me would probably now take as all the training I had to do alongside him I probably should have just 
used it as a strength and conditioning and didn't weight training with him and just <laughs> utilized him as extra try. What I didn't want to do is one, I didn't want to get hurt, but I probably could have should have gone it as well. Let's take a positive out of a negative situation and utilize this person as uh, some sort of additional training in the gym, but I'm happen to be on the water. Um, so I think the wise one from that is I have listened to podcasts in the past that are very resentful towards British rowing in particular. I, I, I've, pro- I've probably moved on from that. There's like elite sport is a beast in itself that it doesn't owe you anything. And by, by, I think it does all the, the athletes that have come and, and gone yep. a lot more from their mental well-being. That obviously they do look at that as athletes now that it's the mental aspect is just as important as the physical, if not more so. That I would give credit to disability sport as a whole because there's not as many athletes to go around as the Olympic programs that were not thrown on the on the on the scrap heap when we're injured and things like that. There might be outliers that you speak to in the future or have done in the past, Aaron. That there are probably some programs that probably still would do that because they've got they've got the pedigree of. Mm-hmm. Say British athletics or British swimming that they've got the numbers because it's it's more so. I'll use the last two games as an example because it's it's more televised than the say maybe the I'm gonna say the other ten because I think there's more than that. But as in the other the other sports don't really get equal share of 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 the viewership yeah. other than maybe having to go onto the internet. So which sometimes you don't want to do because like well if you told me this was going to be on. So there was backlash because British basketball uh, as a public kind of got, because it's the most popular sport head above all the others. And a lot of the games in Rio were going to the Channel 4's website and they were were saying they were going to be televised. Literally, obviously, for Tokyo, they created uh, and utilised, I think, another two channels to be able to 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 give the team sports more of the airtime that that they rightly does they rightly deserve because it was going to take a lot longer than than an individual sport and things like that. So, and then if you've got the interest in that sport, oh yeah, I'm just going to focus on this channel, and then I might look into the others. Watch and obviously it's gone from strength to strength to. I give credit to Channel Four now. It's leading yeah, the way, even though it's a sub- subsidiary of the BBC. But as in it's leading the way for other uh, broadcasting companies around the world to kind of go. This is the benchmark. In four years' time, we're going to probably supersede that. That. Yeah, I, I think the work they've done since 2012, really, you know, and when the, that's when the last leg, I think, first started, wasn't it, as well, around the 2012 Games, and as a programme, that's kind of continued, and um, their coverage of the Paralympics has been brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. I think Channel 4 definitely deserve a lot of credit. Um, you've obviously mentioned um, quite a bit about, you know, some of the different sports you've been involved with, James. So I just wondered if we yeah. could kind of try and take people on a bit of a journey. So if we go back no to problem. when you were a teenager and, you know, you were, you were sort of uh, about 15, I think you said, and you first were told about sort of disability sports, and you're competing in sports swimming um so just one because obviously i know you're a swimmer but then obviously you got to uh, beijing 2008 and you competed in a different sport didn't you so i just wanted if you could take us on that journey uh and how you get involved in uh, in uh yeah throwing things from there 
in well, if we go back to the days of swimming, I've got to give credit to the Commonwealth Games. So I was a spectator. Gosh, this feels like a long, long time ago now. <laughs> at the Manchester 2002 Commonwealth Games. So I went to the swimming most, and another other few of the the sports. So that's my f- real test of uh, high level sport as a spectator. And um, I joke about this. Um, the the session had finished, and unbeknownst to me, I didn't know my mum was going to do this, and this was very embarrassing as a teenager she'd went down to the bottom of the temporary stands in the aquatic center in manchester and shouted over the bar banisters any of the barriers sorry is anybody from the welsh delegation and obviously somebody came over spoke 30 minutes and then we obviously ushered out by security because they're getting ready to you know <laughs> clean up and get ready for the the evening session and after that the welsh set up within swimming were looking out for me so i did my first competition in britain the year within the year later in the 2003 mm-hmm. so had my name i can't remember what affiliate that i had at that time and they were looking out for didn't obviously it's a lot easier now with social media bdr james looks like this uh, and and you know straight away who you're looking for and took me in as one their own and obviously from there on obviously progressed to when did I break into the national team probably about a year later so within a space of we're talking about 18 months I'd gone from uh, a disabled athlete in able-bodied sport to in our in our uh, well, at the time it was called. Um, this is this is very very bad bad wording for as a program name, but it was British Swimming's potential disability squad. Those three words, those two words, really shouldn't go together because we all had disabilities. There's no potential having a disability. Uh, obviously, now it's a it's a pathway. So is the British team, British team's B team, and for me it was eye-opening it was like oh this is a possibility as a career now of and be being a student then going to school i kind of was viewed on par with the guys doing sport for the high schools oh james does swimming but he's he's going places um and i got the respect even though swimming probably was not viewed as a masculine sport i'll put it at light lightly compared to say maybe football rugby american football because it was an american school but because I, and i i i had a hard chance meeting with um one of the girls i went to school with like a long time ago i haven't spoken to her in 20 years and she's like oh, i'm just catching up on your facebook and what you've done it's like and you've done quite and obviously that's that's only the half of it uh but Obviously, uh, as a result of 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 making the national team, I was given that opportunity to to go to university in Swansea. There was there's no longer a, a, any any like, there might be an an able bodied part of the program, but obviously British Swimming was one of their satellites at that time. So it, for me, it would have been either going there, Scotland. I deemed too cold. And so it was way off the coast, like, nah, I'm not going to Scotland, too cold. 
uh, Coventry. I wanted to go to Loughborough because of its. Uh, I did sports science as a degree, just because mm-hmm. it's synonymous with what. Um, but I had this voice in my ear all the way through. As if you go to Loughborough, this is a person, not not me making it up. You'd be a little fish in a big pond, which is fair. Fair enough, because obviously Loughborough is uh, within disabled sport, within Olympic sport, is a juggernaut yeah. in this con- in this country. Um, but I think of it now as well. If I would, what happens if I would have succeeded to be in that that environment of other athletes doesn't matter whatever sport it was is 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 they view it as i like their i like their marketing it's amazing um whoever does it is does a wonderful job they treat everybody that's been there past and present as a member of the family thinking well that's what what it should be and i was probably looking beyond sport when i was making that decision uh with my ucas to to kind of going well loughborough is one of the best in this discipline period it's the best if you want to do anything to do with a sports degree it's number one in the country it's number one for a number of factors not just academics mm. but but obviously to kind of to to make my point for for you Aaron, and, and and the listeners that was taken off the table because it's like well it's not the best option for you and I know a lot of disabled athletes that have gone to Loughborough and have done pretty well. Uh, and maybe not as swimmers, but in other sports and, and then I've transferred over. But I think in hindsight, I made the right choice of being still in Wales because I was only an hour away from, from Cardiff and, and uh, Sophia Gardens and the, and the base of Sport Wales that literally to make transitions from sport to sport they obviously saw raw talent because it's like, well, let, you, if you've, I should have been dropped in two thousand and four, right? Because um, I didn't, I didn't make the times. So I, for me, the O five season of my first year at university, I saw the writing on the wall already. It's like, well, I'm not getting any faster. We're getting closer and closer to the deadline, and I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna. I probably I didn't give up, but I kind of went. Well, got one last opportunity. In a in a in a, a swim meet before Christmas, it's make or break. I don't make the time. I know I'm not going to be on the program the following year. Um, obviously that's what transpired. But in the background, my mother, and even though he was a sports performance director for disability, more like my uncle, throughout my career, he always would ask either to me how I was doing, how how's the sport if he didn't know already. Or, or to to family as how's James doing da 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 da, da. um so f- for him to 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 find out that obviously British women didn't work out he went well if I'd have known sooner we could have given him obviously vi- we'll call them viable options so when I moved to rowing it was a conversation I think a few weeks later. Because I think it was coming close to the end of before Christmas break, and I get this random phone call. It wasn't random, but as it was out of the blue, I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts about doing doing 
my quite adaptive rowing back then. I don't know what to think. My my only relationship to rowing then would have been the Oxford Cambridge boat race on the television. That's it. <laughs> and I've got family that have gone to Cambridge. That might be why our family's always supported Cambridge. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, other than that, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be good at it. There was elements of doubt. It's like, well, it's an unknown. Swimming, obviously, you're done for eight years. It's it's literally jumping a swimming pool and you learn to swim. It's useful. Uh, Rowan, I was like, I don't know. Can I can I speak to my mother? I don't do this as much now because I kind of make decisions by myself now. What's your thoughts on on doing it? And you you've seen my TEDx talk, so you know the beginning of it. So you know yeah. where I'm going with this. This is my recollection because my mother don't doesn't remember it like this. She said to me, "You could be very very good at it, or absolutely useless." And I think for a sports person, it's amazing that because it's not it's not too, a positive and a negative. It's both positive because, like, well, if you're good at it, that's the direction you're going. Because you, you, for whatever reason, you've you've technically gifted and you you you've picked it up like you're stuck to water, or if you're not. There's something else on the list. So whatever it is, uh, I I knew there was like cycling was on the cards, and maybe one other. I think it was uh, shooting or something like that. So I so I knew there was another two behind it. We never got there. So I I I did it. Come back in the in the in the new year. Obviously, unbeknownst to me, originally I thought I'd be coming back to be a regular student. So I, that that was. Very daunting prospect mentally because it's like, well, I've I've never ventured to 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 this avenue ever in my entire life. There's always been sport in there somewhere. To how's it gonna be? So I was unnervous. So I would probably relieve. I think it's probably the universe inter- intervening and kind of going, well, now nah, we're gonna we'll course correct for you. It's not the end of it. And I think in the Feb, I went and try try tried out. For did I do that? I can't remember which way around. I think I went to British the British trials first in um in London. So it was the regatta uh, centre out by um London City Airport. And I think the the prerequisite time wise on the rowing machine, I think you had to do thanks. Like, Five minutes. I think it was five five minutes or something like that. I can't remember the exact time for a kilometer. First time I got on the machine, I nearly went under it. First time ever on a machine. Long. So I was like, "Well, you're gonna within this country, you're gonna have to redefine as what's people are probably gone way under that now, uh, and and I far eclipse it. So every week after that, because there was world champs in '06 of that year was in Eaton Dorney. So yeah. literally down the road from you. Uh to 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 my surprise, bro, they wanted me to focus because World Rowan's got world champions every single year other than the Olympic years. It's like, oh don't worry about this year, focus on next year. No. 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 I didn't say that to them personally, but my performance director gave me a lift up there. I went I'm going to. I'm this close 
ish. It's within touching distance. I want it. I'm not focusing on next year. I want to go this year. And obviously, from his mindset, it's probably okay. Your job now is to find me a partner, so then we can make it a boat. So he did that, um, and week on week out, it was creating new. Like my job, every time I got on a machine, was trying to beat the. T I hated the machine. Come the end of, uh, I had a love hate relationship probably from the back end of 2006 till I, till I left Rowan in 2000, I hated the machine. I could see, would rather see the back of it. Um, but obviously it goes with the territory of, of it, of, of, of the sport. And I, I made my first world championships in the 2006. I'm cut the short long story short. Didn't probably do as well as I'd expected. Uh, we ended up finishing six in the world, so it's it's, uh, it's it's quite it's quite uh, surreal to kind of go. That was my first actual step into performance sport, and I wasn't yeah. happy with being six. And some people probably kind of go, "Well, why not?" It's like, well, because I think we were better than that. Yeah. Um, Got humiliated by the Americans. Uh, that wasn't particularly pleasant, and I still t I keep in touch with one of the Americans nowadays. That was soul destroying because they'd they'd been winning the the, the 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 category since it started. Um, so it was to beat them in in the games in the repechage was hard for me. And I give people some context. My my my, my dad's my my dad's family is American, so my loyalties were all over the place in that race. Because it's like, well, my head's telling me, well, if if you don't beat them, you don't go into the final. My heart's like, well, I can't beat the Americans, but so I I had a I got a big telling off after the race by um the t the team manager's like well why didn't you step on their throats when you had the up chance <laughs> we, we got through though didn't we i i whatever i said i would have got in trouble anyway but I, I i saw i saw where he was coming from that uh it's quite interesting to see the 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 families different between my family and my partners Complete different. So one, I think my family were closer to the finish line than hers. We were behind them when we went past their family and ahead when 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 it, when it mattered. And I think it was halfway. We were up by quite some distance, not a lot, but then it was it was a, a, a significant. So I saw the the team manager's perspective as, yeah, but I chose the decision that in that situation they were on the way out. So they're coming to the end of their career. Mm. You're going to throw everything and everything at it. You're going to throw the kitchen sink at it. That's what I was worried about. And that obviously happened. So, and I probably could talk to them as, I think they probably won like three or four world championships. I bet you they replaced that, those, those wins by having the opportunity to be in the final of the very first Paralympics with Roy. So for me to do it, maybe my first games to almost like create a first for everything that 
it was hard to congratulate the crew that obviously won in Rio and 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 Tokyo. But I'd be the first to kind of acknowledge that. Hey, you've now set the bar way up there for the future. But I probably lay, paved the way for that category to kind of go and well, okay, this is the benchmark that because we're going into the that 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 championship as a team. Yeah. If you didn't make the final, it was a, it was a catastrophe. So it's 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 probably very very. So I definitely didn't contemplate it then, but as in. I can't remember how much we beat the Americans by probably about less than a second. So that margin is very, very tight in terms of there's a picture virally uh that we're punching the air. That's from that race. Not 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 be it. Um obviously I wouldn't be doing that after the final because we didn't we couldn't fit, fit finish fifth. But as in I think most people probably assume that we might have won the competition won the the, the check, but it's not as like from from that race. But I I can. Is it probably the it's probably the hardest physically and mentally because I was having that inner turmoil myself. If I if I'd have kind of gone well, it doesn't matter. The the US isn't funding you or send you to the games. Thus, yeah, you need to maybe put that as your your loyalties from a family perspective aside. Obviously, I was having that battle probably during the race as well. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they be in the other? Why couldn't they be in the other room? <laughs> the decision would have been a lot. It, I can't remember who. I think these Australians won the repechage and they were gone. Like I'm not fussed. There's, there's two spots. As long as we 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 beat one crew, we're 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 in. Um, and I'd I'd, I'd never in my in my rowing career I'd never not done a repechage. I've always had always had two, two if not three races. <laughs> on top of that so for me it wasn't it wasn't anything bad so when we come to the like the transition to 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 get into into volleyball there was murmurings of of reclassification within my my classification more specifically just just before Uh, we get to volleyball james i just wanted to ask you if if it's right and i mean firstly obviously i think you know you did incredibly well to take up a new sport and then to you know be competing at the world championships and you know to even get there in such a short space of time was you know incredible achievement but i guess you know you wouldn't have been an elite athlete, you know, if uh, you didn't have the mindset of wanting to do better. Mm. Um, but I just wondered if you, you obviously went on to compete at the Beijing uh, Paralympics, didn't you? Um, yeah. And so I just wondered if you could tell us a little bit about that experience before, sort of, the, as you mentioned, about, you know, kind of getting into your volleyball. The experience is surreal because it's, 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 it's even what we now, 15 years, it's still hard to put into words of what the experience was like. Um, I think the 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 fondest memory for me, other than competing, is I've created lasting bonds within well, obviously the sport I play now with, with Joe Basket. I know a lot of the national team because of that first comp- that first game of, and I'll come to because <laughs> it's quite a funny story. But it was in the run up to the days before competing, I bumped into my old swimming coach uh, from Swansea in the village and we got chatting and he went, you've now material, um, 
materialize the talent you had in swimming. So for me, I think in the lead up to the games, I I didn't feel one hundred percent that I belonged. I didn't feel that I, I I was deserving of of being there. On on obviously, I did. I deserved to be there because I because I I won the races that needed. But as in in my mind, it's like, well, you you you're not quite quite there. So when he said that to me, I kind of I I think something switched and kind of went well. Yeah, you do deserve to be. You do belong. You do belong along among this illustrious thing of you know. Once a, once you become a Paralympian, you're always going to be a Paralympian. To I I, it's like a badge of honor now to kind of go. It's hard to get in there in the first place. So what have I got to lose? So to the mentality of the hardest race for me in that games was probably the Repertoire. The finals are doddle. I've never been so relaxed considering that's like the height. It's like the, the pinnacle of disabled sport. I was as relaxed as you could think of, you know, almost like Sunday league football. It was, it was, I, 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 I and I, and sometimes I kind of go, well, you need to tap into that. Cause that's very used to literally kind of going, well, I think because we'd said to the media at home as, you know, the BL and those, we make the final, that's good enough. Obviously, internally, it wasn't the case. It was medal at all costs. Um, otherwise, it, there's nothing really to show for it. And that's why probably when I retired, that I kind of went, well, I've got nothing really to show from it other than, you know, pictures, memories, uh, a few things like, well, not really lying around, but as in, you know, memorabilia from, from the game. I've got no medal to really show for, you know, all the hard work and sacrifice that's, been my my career um so that was very much the soul searching journey that but i think if we go back to the your question aaron of what was the games like obviously china is it, it was very surreal and you know bigger better blah, 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 etc um it was my chance to to go to another the other side of the world that i'd never been to so that from a from a from a traveler perspective was was amazing uh to be able to if it wasn't for representing uh, great britain i would have wouldn't have would i want to go to china i don't know um possibly but the 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 law wasn't there and, and yeah it probably lived up to expectation to I, i've been able to go to you know buildings that are world renowned you know the bird's nest uh the water cube I won't call my venue very exciting, but it's a it, it they turned it into um nature reserve after the game. Um but in in terms of just being in you know the epitome of what maybe every disabled sportsman, man or woman wants to do, to be able to realize that uh from the you know the the naivety of uh, being a 15 year old to be able to make that into fruition by the time i was been about 22 like seven years it's probably a pretty quick steep right obviously people there are athletes done it quicker but if i would be able to sit down with that that individual at 15 14 maybe younger to kind of go this is your your route, route within sport 
get, get get ready, sit down, buckle up, and go get ready for a new ride. Obviously, this is the aspects of our probably change, but you're gonna love every minute. It soak it up. Um, you're gonna you're gonna be lucky to have fifteen years at the top, and and away you go. So for me, there's probably lessons that I take into my role now within coaching to kind of go, well, you wanting to improve your life when it comes to your health. Let's look at things that. I probably still take for granted as like it's it's, it's almost to be disciplined. Oh, it's not difficult because ultimately the 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 other side of it is, well, it's not and and to be to have a schedule. All these things come naturally, almost come naturally, come second nature. But it's something that I I I, I learned. It's like okay, you do this over and over again. I've done that since I was 11 years old. Go to training Monday. Go to training every single day of the week. Compete. And you rinse and repeat. So, so we're coming up to my birthday in, in a couple of days as we're recording. Yep. This will be one week. This will be one year that I'm not actually competing on my birthday. And that has been a rarity in 20, 25 years. I, I've, I've come so accustomed to I'll come to the basketball story in a second. That in my rowing days, I had my twenty first birthday on the same day I was competing, and I forgot about it. That's just that shows how not that it wasn't the dedication. It was I was that focused and locked in from a nerve perspective that oh, what happens if I lose this race? To out of a staunch rivalry, one of the Polish athletes and. Um, I'd beaten it. I've beaten it most of the times. I've always lost when it counts. But people like teammates, oh, happy birthday. Oh, yes, my birthday. <laughs> and that's obviously in history is probably one of the most important birthdays you'll ever have, other than maybe Sweet 16 as of more more recently. Mm-hmm. To to now, it's almost not even really a negotiable. It'd be, oh, we're competing on this day. It's your birthday. Oh, do you want to take no, why? I've 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 come I've got used to it. It help if we win because then it makes my day of it makes my day better than it would if we lose. But it's like, well, it 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 uh, it's a luxury. It's like, well, I gotta do something that I enjoy, and it just so happens that I'm born in the right time of the year when things are probably get, getting very very highly competitive to. I, I probably did a lot of watching on the television of the FA Cup being on my birthday. Obviously, that doesn't happen nowadays. It's a bit later in the year. But that used to fall most of the time on my birthday. Um, and I've been on the wrong end of results with that. <laughs> but I don't let it like, gloss over it. So so the, the basketball story is a, quite a funny one. Because uh, I've gone as a spectator. So I've gone literally the opposite way around to most people. Most yeah. of the guys and girls are trying to... Uh, go from junior ranks up and to, to, to obviously compete at GB. I've the first recollection of which basketball for me was obviously the best, mm-hmm. the best of that. So I went to the bronze medal and the gold medal match. So between the US and GB and Australia and Canada, which is generally the perennial powers within within which basketball. Uh, and after the event had finished, I had no ways of getting back to the village from the venue, or didn't know how to. So oh, I seen that the every bus doesn't matter what what games is it'll be all the same. 
we'll have a little bit of a, a placard in the window what what national what national team it is. So I jumped on the bus and had a chat with the the, the guy. I didn't know any of these guys at the time. I I, I know very few of them uh, very very well now. Uh, Twenty years later, do you mind that I jump on the bus back to the village with you guys? Um, it sh- it shows a lot of gumption because I was quite shy back this then. No, people wouldn't assume that of me. I'm I'm quite quite that to to put myself out there to do that but there, there was i had to do something to it's like well let's do it and i was with some australians and they jokingly went you can come on the bus james well not didn't know my name but I said, you can come on the bus but you can leave the australians in the car because <laughs> <laughs> i think they lost the australians in the semi-final but they would joke i know that it was banter um so 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 a lot of it as a result i've got to know like the higher, most of them I have already retired or getting close to retirement uh, now, but it's given me a lot of inroads to, you know, having guests at the podcast. I've spoken to, well, he doesn't like to call himself the greatest basketball player, but as in Patrick Anderson. Yep. As a result of just kind of going, well, can I chat to you about it? And people were like, who know me? It's like, well, how do you do it? It's like, well, social media is a wonderful thing to, all it is is the question, and the only answer that you probably could get as a rebuttal is a no. But Absolutely. you you could always persevere and keep going and keep, I won't say badger the person, but keep going and kind of go. Eventually, you wear the person down, and this is the mentality of the sport. As in, you could go down that tack, but most people will be inclined, especially within the disabled community, because it gives a platform. To, to give their story and their account of, of their journey that most of them are I'm, I'm literally now I don't have to do that anymore people message me sometimes oh can I come on your show and there's a few Brits I need to follow up with to kind of go let's we you, you've now got the season under wraps uh, yes you've got they've got a very congested um year this year because of the, the FIFA World Cup um, I think the Europeans have got European champs in a couple months and then they got the world champs at the end of the year so they're going to be very very busy the European. but it might serve all the European countries because they can get on a roll and then they go into world championships of a good good momentum so that probably brings me nicely to 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 obviously the finishing with 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 with, with get my words out with Rowan yeah uh because at the end of the closing ceremony, it was like very somber moment in, in in China. I was like, "Well, I don't want this this thing to to ever finish. Got to finish at some point." But as in the three weeks, the three weeks was such a buzz. I was like, "Well, I want more of this." So I was a swimmer when London won the bid. Uh, I wanted Paris to win it because it'd be like it being well. It shows that my relatives are English I wanted to beat the French on French soil um but obviously we won the bid and for me uh my my career could have gone in two directions I'd finished university at this point and my family wanted oh why don't you do because Channel 4 was doing the big on the getting pundits and things for for the games why don't you get yourself into broadcasting and we've we've still argue about this to, to this day 10 years, 10 years later. Yeah. 
oh, you should have gone into that. And then you, no, because I could speak to be it Rachel Latham, who's a teammate of mine in the, in the in swimming days from the pathway, who was one of the commentators. Oh, Rachel, if roles were reversed and you had the opportunity to compete and not commentate, would you take it? Yeah, I'll bite your arm off. So I was like, I know I made the right decision because like I'm yep. speaking to people I grew up with and they would massively ch ch make a decision in an instance. Oh, yeah, yes, please. And I think that's why a lot of athletes came out, either didn't retire, uh, kept it on hold for one more year and to do it. to And, and, and this is where I speak to, say, maybe some of the American athletes as a, if you get an opportunity to go to, to LA and you can hang on and you're still, so, so I've asked uh, Brian Bell, that's quite influential. He's won two gold medals. So he's got nothing to prove. He's, 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 the only thing I think he hasn't won is the world champs. It, it's not his CV, CV, two games, two golds. And I went, I went to him as like, well, if, if you had to make that decision, which would you choose? Would you be, in his case, it'd be spectator or compete? Mm, tough one. Okay, pick pick one. And you can say, so do you have a cold beer and you heckle the, the people? Which I think any athlete would love to do that because it's like, well, in my day, we did it. At, and, and obviously, you just even it with a bit of banter or compete and, and experience what it's what it's like to be the the home, the home team. I think I think most probably will choose the the the, the competing because it's like well it's a once in a lifetime opportunity that you probably in most cases it will never happen you'll never have the opportunity for most countries to compete on home soil uh, I've had the luxury of doing it twice in a ten year career and one being my first and one being. Yeah, we've been my last major competition. It's it's quite surreal to look at it like that. I was like first one in 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 performance sport, and then ending it uh, on. I I probably would have loved to have ridden the white horse and got a, a medal or gold medal to to end it because that's why I started the journey in the first place. What why 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 it's this shiny object? I can't tell you, Aaron, because ultimately. I would tell to my clients, to people that I speak to from a coaching perspective, that that's not going to help you be motivated when it's when it gets tough. I, I've spoken to uh, a swimming mentor that he he actually did a talk to us when we were fifteen, sixteen. I did this podcast episode twenty years later. Uh, he didn't like that because I made him react. Because I'm thirty, I'm thirty six, so I did it at thirty five. He's probably like fifty something. So he did. So, but I, I went. Well, this is going to be helpful for athletes because if I'd asked you more questions as a fifteen, sixteen year old, so some of the questions that I'm asking today, and I'll I'll give you that episode so people can go listen to. I probably would have made a lot of inroads from a motivational perspective because my where my focus will go in was sometimes maybe on the not not necessarily the right thing because if i'm focusing on this object and yeah it's gonna it's gonna serve as a as a dangling carrot but 
you asked me how the weather was like before we started recording. If it's the winter months as we have it, that's not going to be motivation enough because it's not there's not little bits of milestones or small goals along the way to kind of go okay what 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 is it we're trying to achieve in this block of training i never looked at it like that i even on training camps it'd be people would be well how did you focus I look at the piece of paper and okay this is the tr what block of what we got to do for two weeks let's take session by session because if i focus on the two bigger thing is going to be it's it it because you don't see it when you're at home. It's literally training session, training session, go home. Training session, training session, go home. Training camp is it's full on and and you know what you're gonna do before it. Whereas, the, I don't think I don't think I ever in, in my in my in, in my career I saw the training block that much when we were in the UK because probably didn't want to focus on it. It's like, well, you're the coach. You're going to tell me what to do. And it's for me to take everything out of that occasion to be the best version of myself. And I think what I took solace from that is, I think my mum came back to the UK on holiday um, to see me. And I did a train session in the Hilton gym because you were staying in the one in, in Cardiff. And she said, oh, I've never seen you work so hard. And this was the early days of rowing. It's like, well, in swimming, you can't see the sweat. It's all water. So that's, but the point that she was making is like, you, you, you obviously are some way inclined to, to give your all. And I think in swimming, some of the strokes were, lackadaisical it was it looked effortless but it was what i wanted to learn the lesson i wanted to learn from swimming was it in rowing it, looked it looks effort effortless but it's hard work and uh we did a bit of biomechanics in the run-up to the world champs in 2007 because supposedly i wasn't putting enough effort in the thing come back perfect <laughs> <laughs> the the biomechanics went based on the angles and relative to the force that james is exerting in the water it's almost as good as the olympians i went i've never said it publicly but i probably went with my eyes i told you so yeah it's, it's not it's it's i maybe probably could put in a little bit more effort but as in maybe what I'm doing technically, and that was something that probably for even from the early days, I've got to thank Welsh Rowing, uh, Channel View in, in Cardiff. They instilled fundamentals of technique, technique, technique. It was it's not to, to be perfect, but as in if you can get this skill set down, blah, 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 by my last season, it was, it was immaculate. That I kind of went, there you go. From swimming to rowing, that I'll take from what I was technically appraised, but I could see people's point of it. If it, if it, it could have been more effort put into it, if it looked scrappy, but it actually was getting you from point A to point B quicker, I'd go with obviously the second option. 
But rowing, if it, if I could make it not scrappy and and be technically good, it wouldn't matter what the weather was like. So, mm-hmm. back to my point of being, but somebody by thirty, I could care less what the weather was like because, other than rowing on the Thames, the the tough in Cardiff uh, with water taxis will probably test you to any conditions that you'd face on a on a on a man-made course because literally it's 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 a boat and it's going to be wet so it, it it didn't matter to me if it was flat if it was windy if it was wavy it's like okay i just adjust i just adjust and um i think that final year i was asked would i come back for one last hurrah and I think I think the coach must have been surprised because, like, yeah, I'll come back, but I don't want what's transpired in the past. I didn't have to have, have to verbalize it, but he kind of went, "Well, if you you beat everybody that's put in front of you, that's shut and close case." Yeah, fair enough. That's the, he was my coach in Beijing for the boat, and then he was he's been the head coach since 09 to the present day to, to Tom Dyson I'd run for a brick wall for that guy maybe not nowadays but as in back back in the day like if you've stuck to your word the last time trial before the, my last world champ I did do myself so literally against the clock um, because the other person wasn't good that was horrific that was really really because he went how fast do you think you can go and I went, I went the fastest I've ever been in the boat by myself. Uh, uh, and new, uh, but to make my point to you, Aaron, if I'd erased the other person, I'd have gone through the motions because, like, well, I'm no better than you. So I, I, all I have to do is beat you. Um, that's the only problem with it head to head, as it's the first one to cross the line. Um, so with him losing to the category below, I guess they made well, it's no point in going against James because. James isn't going to get anything out of it mm-hmm. and we'll learn maybe from let's see if well the clock's an enemy anyway you want to get that thing finished as quickly as so I did it I I wrote I was literally passed out when I finished mm-hmm. and there's only been a few times I've done that and I only wish I could make world championships like that because I, for whatever reason, I I hyped it up so much that I uh, I'll track some footage down um for it for you so people can have a watch. The last one I'm white as a sheep. I'm Is that the world championship? Sorry. That's that's the last, in in Pol- uh, Poznan in Poland because I um because uh, Eurosport did coverage of it as well as the BBC. Mm-hmm. So I I deleted it after a while because. And we're a different sky at the time, but as in made me sick to watch. because uh, we were so close and I was so annoyed. I was like, yeah, I need to delete this. I've got I've got the DVD now. I could probably watch it. But for a long time afterwards it was like, well, if only but because I think at the halfway point, um my partner uh she's got oh what's the disability? The hip is hypermobile, so it's mm-hmm comes out of his socket quite she thought she dislocated her hip in the race she's like well it's no point it's no point me flogging myself because the boat's not going any far so we stopped not literally we slowed down and just 
but we knew we were better than the, the crew that finished six it was been miles behind so they didn't mm-hmm. they they really well they they got through but they on merit they this is what's wrong with rowing because it's if you're on the wrong side of the draw you're gonna have these better people um so they weren't the six best, six best crew in the world so we knew we, we probably could have walked it we could have gone to 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 finish fifth we probably just, okay we should probably but when i saw the when i came home and i saw it on the television i like probably like bronze silver proud feel very resentful probably bitter to the other but it's like well if you hadn't done this i probably would have i might have even won the freaking thing um because uh, the Ukrainians made a massive mistake and the other two boats weren't able to cap I think we would have done if we'd have been in... Um, we wouldn't have had choppy lead up to it because of the injury. That's why I was trained by myself for a lot of it. So there was still uncertainty whether we would even go. I think we would have probably won it. But this is <laughs> hypothetical. Maybe in a different, work, in a different uh, dimension... I may have done, but I couldn't watch Rowan like on television for the years after. It's like, well, I'll ask how the guys are doing, but it's like I don't want to know how you're doing because it's it just irritates me and brings up. But oh, whereas now I can look, I can joke about it. It's like it was, I think for me because it was the last one, and I didn't know whether or not I'd ever be back at that pinnacle again yeah. for me it was like well I've, I've i've done the paralympics i've been to three world championships and i've got nothing and i've, I've got i've got no memorabilia to, as in no no actual bling to show for it whatsoever i've won world cups and people go well you won that it's like well with the british row and it's those they have got three of those a year so they don't mean much so, <laughs> so if you win it good job but the focus is maybe the world champs or, or, or winning olympic gold because of the you might say the weight weight heavy of you know, steve, steve redgrave matthew pinsent james uh-huh. cracknell and all that that's gone before there's like because in that venue there's on the wall I they probably about to extend it now because this was so a Olympia <laughs> prior but you're seeing that day in day out it gets under the skin to even though it even was my, my first Paralympics it's like we watched the Olympics on training yep. camp in, out in Spain of, of seeing the success of the Olympic teams like okay that's the pedigree that we've got to set. That okay, the classification above me hasn't been, hasn't lost a race in over a decade. I don't think they ever will, but there's a massive target on the back that mm. a, a nation will want to do that and kind of go, well, we've stopped that run. Um, but I don't see it happening. But that I think weighs heavily because it's like, well, there's almost an expectation as are you British? Mm you need to be so that mentality you know f- final or bust i pro- i probably never went pessimistic and gone went well what happens if we don't get out of the repechage 
I would have never presented that in a team meeting because I'd probably been like, well, why even bring it? Why even to contemplate it? Why wouldn't you want to get into the final and, and anything can happen in the, in that environment? Um, but I think the final was surreal because my race, well, the race plan for the boat was to stay with the Italians. Mm-hmm. What the Italians do get left in the blocks. So I had to think on my feet. I was like, well, our race plan doesn't exist now. Um, <laughs> so, and we're out in lane one, so literally cut off from the rest of the field. So so I put my head, let's put my head down and kind of, uh, and we got pipped by the Italians on the line. Um, and that was very painful because I think it was like point. point it changed over the course of the day, I think between point six and point eight, which is about the length of my thumb. But I would rather not be in their shoes. Absolutely. Yeah. Forth. And and I think I think, you know, I think even though uh, you know, you may not have won a, a Paralympic medal or, or something like that in, in Rowan, I think, you know, you you've still achieved a lot for someone who took up the sport quite, you know, late before you were competing at an international level. You know, I still think you've definitely got a lot to you know, be proud of your achievements. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully you can look back and, and have some, some fond memories as well. Um, oh, it's definitely, just... it's, def- it's definitely more, there's bef- definitely more positives than when, when I retired. Cause it's like, well, it was a local councillor uh, here, here in Bristatin and was doing some char- stuff for charity to raise money. So I gave a couple of jerseys for charity to raise money. And he went, what have you, in your career, you're, you're talking about it being 10 years, but what have you actually achieved? It's like, okay, bear with me. Let me actually go and sit down and actually think about this. It's a two-page document. And I went, wow. And But I think even because I was doing it with alongside mom to, 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 to try and get another person's perspective to kind of go, well, what have you... What, maybe something so you don't leave miss anything out here. And I went, yeah, I actually have done quite a lot. I couldn't name you all the stuff from the two-page document, though. But it, it brought into perspective as, okay, you got fixated on this gold medal for so long, but all these things that you've achieved along the way that you know, I've got national, I don't have many national records anymore, but as in national records in, 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 in swimming, uh, rowing, I was by myself was never beat, never beaten on the water. So I take great pride in that. Um, and I, um, won a few indoor champ, championship medals, ne- never won it. But as in, if I could say in contention, I know I'd win on the water too. Uh, you asked me this as a question, so I'll answer it, Aaron. Uh, how many times I represented um, British volleyball? It was 55 yep. caps in the end. Uh, so just over half a century uh, in two years. So, and a lot of the guys, there's a few, few have got for us 100, but mm-hmm. I was like, well, 55 is a good going. Um, and... The first one was inconspicuous because I didn't expect to get it. Uh, of I caught a phone call from our head coach and the team manager for British, British Volleyball 
uh, would you like to go to the World Championships in 2010? Yep. I don't know what they were expecting me to say. <laughs> um, I didn't even think twice. Yes, when is it? Because <laughs> one of the one of the uh, one of the one of the guys had pulled out. Yeah, and because literally one door one door closed, one door open. Uh, I I I was in the set. I was in the team setup, but I I was probably at that time probably thirteenth or fourteenth on on the list in the team, uh, and went there and learned a lot uh and i probably learned a lot more from london but as in the experience of that it it, it to to make i think I, what i think is probably more surreal is to to say that i only started competing competitively in sport at 11 and i've represented my country in three different sports to people kind of go i I get joked about this with my family. It's like, you know, they're saying uh, jack of all trades, trades of none. It's like, well, that's technically not true because I, 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 I maybe not as successful as I'd have liked to been, yeah. but that's still an achievement to, to kind of Massive. almost, well, swimming to rowing is not that difficult as transition because it's still aerobic rowing's a bit more there's power base as well but yeah. to do it to volleyball is like completely different animal together so um and i that's what i like about the the aspect of the disability i think it gives you that that's that resolve to kind of go in and i've had this since i was a kid to kind of going well okay i can see my contemporaries i can see my classmates my friends doing things that they probably would take for granted. So this is the case back in the day was the monkey bars. I've got to come up with a solution that's my own to be able to do something just to be able to partake. Uh, and that's something that my mom, I don't know what my mom was doing at the playground because she saw me do it. And she, she, she said, I could visualize you, the cogs going in your head, trying to do it. So that's something that I've taken since the age of five, six. And I still know use it to, to, well in a couple of days, 30, 31 years later to kind of going, well, okay, problem, solution, res resolution, and and okay, it's helping other people to do that, to kind of go, okay, I I can't spoon feed you because that that's too easy. Let's come up with a some sort of game plan for you that you are able to give me your answers as how would you solve your problem? Because I can give you the answer. In, in relation to health and fitness because ultimately i know the answers are anyway um but that's not going to serve you when things go wrong because if i just spoon feed you and you go back to we'll call it mommy and daddy anytime you get hurt you're not actually learning from well how do you actually get up pick yourself up and get on with it and and being able to have this when you know opportunity strikes or things go wrong how do you want to react to that situation as if the opportunity is is closed, for example, so and I joke about this a lot now, but as in if and people laugh along with it, and I'm being uh, but I'm being genuine when I say it. If you were to shut 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 the door in my face, Aaron, I I'd find another way into your into your house into your house if I want to get in there badly enough and what's in there I want. 
as okay that's quite creepy but as in <laughs> that there's a back door there's a window there's the, the there's all eventualities and okay the analogy i use for sport is the this figurative mythical um mythical wall as you can go under it you can go round it or you can go over it or probably most athletes would probably take this decision go head first straight through it uh, and when i showcase that to people outside of the bubble that is sport or maybe the general populace would be well why do you guys do that like well the choice is the same ultimately the prize is and the reward is the other side of the wall i'm just i'm just taking what you perceive is the most difficult route but as in i'm taking adversity head on i'm taking this challenge as well i don't know how thick the bricks are i don't know how many bricks there are i don't care I think my head's strong. Obviously, I would never physically do this to, to find out, but I'm going to chance it as okay. But I think that's an environment creates that because I've been in that environment since I was 11. Everybody's doing that. Mm -hmm. It might, their analogy might be slightly differently or viewed differently, but what they're trying to climb that ladder is like, well, I want to get better. I like what I like what you're doing, Aaron. I want to do that as well. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. So that that scarcity mindset never actually occurs. So what I've tried to showcase to people within my content for work is like, well, uncertainty is there no matter what, if it's good or bad. If you choose to take the negative part, that negative outcome more likely to happen. If yeah. I take a positive approach. I'm more excited about actually doing it anyway. Thus, what I do today is going to create tomorrow. I can't change what I did in the past as much as I'd love to do that. But what I try and showcase from what I did in sport is there are still useful tangibilities within that to kind of go, okay, you're wanting to know how I was quote-unquote successful okay let's try and pick that apart as what can i give you as the individual that may want to work with me to to benefit to you so i've worked with i've been fortunate enough to work with like under 25 athletes and things like that in my coaching yeah. role so the buy-in is a lot easier because it's like well you, you're wanting to get to where i've already been so the so so the so the aspect of it is well, what is it that you've got a problem with? Oh, nutrition. Maybe the gym. Okay, I can help you with that as well because I've got enough experience within those fields to kind of go. And then the mindset aspect is like, well, I've only got to build something, and I've got a meeting um, next week with a current international. So that'll be an interesting conversation. Um, but the the buy-in with those individuals is is they just want to get i can talk about one percent with those individuals because that's what we're talking about yeah with everybody else and this is a post i read a couple of weeks ago if not a month ago on linkedin from an ex-athlete i think because of british cycling and that obsession with marginal gains everybody's like well how do i get one percent better no, you need to focus on the basics because I 
don't necessarily have to focus on the basics, but I still do them anyway because they're almost inadvertently happening anyway. Because I I I I don't have to think about it. It's like, do I? How do I? How do I do? Keep become consistent. How do I become disciplined? It's been ingrained into me to kind of going well. Okay, if you're, you could call it organized. I'm disorganized, and nobody can see my desk. It's organized chaos, but it works for me. To, I think university may be a bit more more structured mm-hmm. because things are ted- deadlines, etc., and I've got other priorities to go along with that. So as a result, that. I became uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase it the other way. I became comfortable being uncomfortable to doing things that I necessarily wouldn't want to do to, to, okay, I need to get an extension here. I need to turn in my paper earlier. Uh, how do I, I literally as psychologists, I could speak to for, for lectures. I've got this problem. How do I implement it in the real world? All the other students is it's theory. I want to know, I have this problem. How do I utilize this scientific theory into the real world that it solves me? Da, 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 blah, blah, blah. And as a result, uh, the renowned sports psychologists, they kind of got your papers are amazing because you're able to pick out what you're being taught as theories, implement it into this was to do with burnout of the paper, mm-hmm. how you would help an athlete to overcome this. Thus, you've got the real life experience to kind of going. My family didn't like it because burnout doesn't exist in sport, and they probably they'd go to their grave with this because uh, it was to do around rugby and cricket, mm-hmm. they, and they only play six months of the year. It's like oh, the athletes can't have burnout. It's like if you're away from your family a long periods of time, that's not going to help some individuals. I've had I've had homesickness yeah. mm-hmm. a little bit before I moved to university. That was a, I. I spent three months in South Wales and I was homesick, did the training, swam the worst I've ever done in a competition for uh, Commonwealth Trials, come back to Belgium. It worked. I just needed to be in familiar surroundings thus yeah. to, 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 to be able to get the best out of it. So as a result, to get that praise, to kind of go, well, you're able to implement what you've learned back it up and then you can uh, uh, so it's it, but that's because i had a fascination and i, I still like sports psychology now but it's called obviously mindset you, you've mentioned quite a bit james so if i can ask you um, about your yeah. work as a coach so is it um are you do you work with people as kind of like a from a, as like a kind of life coach mind coach type of role or are you actually... i i call it performance coach but okay. as in to, to to answer your question specifically aaron Yes, there's an element of life coaching in there with, you know, mindfulness mindfulness tools, mindset tools, uh, changing behaviors, changing people's habits, uh, and also the element of weight loss as well to, to focus on. So I, I've probably met, it's been an evolution from coaching because obviously I started my coaching career in personal training. So everybody know what personal training is to obviously now it's had more of a, a, a more of a specific role around nutrition. And, and the mindset because it, it, I I believe personally that a lot of the people if I were to even ask them the question which is more inf- more influential would probably go with mindset but 
a lot of people are still having negative habits towards you know their go goals of literally i could go like clockwork come january 1st people are still going to have new year's resolutions of i want to lose weight i want to stop drinking i want to stop smoking but okay what you've maybe necessarily forgotten and this comes back to my other point about purpose so why why, why is it you want to achieve if you'd ask me this as a 15 year old as why why do you want to become a professional athlete i can't answer that question because mm -hmm. it's like it's because I want I want to, um, and this even before funding was on the on the table. Oh, you get money as well. Okay, that's a bonus because I would do it for the love of the sport. Um, but the purpose behind it as what it allowed me to do is obviously channel elements of this is where sport comes into play is this, it creates a lot of discipline because you've got to be able to be very narrow minded and fixated on, on, on the task that you want to do. It doesn't matter whatever sport it could be. We'll use football as an example, and everybody to any, any of the Paralympic sports that you, there's going to come a cost. Mm -hmm. that there's going to be some things that you're going to miss out on, on be it, I use myself, birthdays, family occasions. There's things that you won't be able to to go out with your friends, to go out drink. To me, that was not a problem because even from the probably early days of teenage, it 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 wasn't the two didn't go hand in hand. Smoking, drinking, make me go, make me worse. So I'm not going to even I'm not even contemplate bringing even the things into my body. So, but the aspect of the, the socialism, some people are going to have that difficulty because it's a balancing act. Because I use university, most people have who haven't gone to university would probably say, "Oh, university, all they do is go out, go to lectures, sleep a lot, and drink." <laughs> That's probably my misconception of it before I went to, to be a student. But that's generalizing and saying that there's probably there is probably a, a small minority that do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But what is it that you're trying to get out from your degree? Mm -hmm. It would be one thing. Um, for me, I didn't want to waste it. Uh, I've looked into a lot of his, her, um, how do I say it? Holistic things because I want to learn to. I think from a, I'm not going to try and go too deep in this because some people might not comprehend it, but almost from a spiritual sense, the day that I'm born is maybe who I am to, to literally never can, not necessarily never content. That's my words, but mm -hmm. literally trying to prove something all the time. I was like, well, I'm not going to let that define me now because I don't agree with it because it, it, it definitely did between the, the ages of, we'll say 12, 13 until probably a couple of years ago that I, I was trying to appease something that necessarily doesn't need to be proven. So basically what the I was living through that teaching saying I was amount to nothing to, to now that I could have a heart to heart with and it's kind of, well, what was your intention? Because ultimately you can see from that's going to be motivated to some people. Some people is going to get that, give them a hump. And obviously some is going to, in my case, 
act negatively towards which would be an awkward conversation but i'm willing to do it but that's taken about five years to resolve to kind of going well and I did an exercise at a mastermind last year where we had to do an apology letter, not to the person, but an apology letter to ourselves yeah. over over something that's been eaten away and set fire to it. And literally, every time I've talked about it since, well, we're now six months later, it's got easier and easier to talk about that. There is no resentment to the person whatsoever. It's like I've I've come to a realization that, hey, it's not a difficult conversation for me to have with him. It yeah. probably would be because you're confronting it. Whereas my, mine, not fuss, whatever reason you give me, it's, it's it served a purpose for 10 years. It did very, very well. And it obviously serves a purpose in my coaching the last five years to kind of give people two contexts as well. Yeah, you can use it, but do you want to be somebody in later life that you're a bitter old man or a woman Absolutely. And i would rather not be to be able to kind of go it happened it, it happened it's not particularly pleasant um obviously i was a teaching assistant in secondary school one of the secondary schools locally i wasn't like that i actually co i towards the end of my contract with the with the council i started coaching kids because the teaching approach didn't work because it'd be you shut you you're having a go at somebody and some people close, they shut down. It's like, okay, you know that. And this this was a year 11 student I did this with because they walked out of a class without permission. I went, you know that you're not allowed to do that. What's going on? And just talk to them like a, like a, like a, like an adult. And um, he um, had a bereavement in his family. So I can relate to that. Probably about similar age. He lost lost his grandfather, I lost my grandmother. I had two weeks off school before I went back because of the funeral and the arrangements and, and whatnot. He, I think he went back the next day. So I was like, okay, what can I do to facilitate that so you don't get in trouble for walking out? Do you want me to speak to the deputy head and he let all your teachers know? And he came to speak to me a couple of weeks later. I'll oh, thank you for what you did. You didn't have to do that. I, I I took obviously the decision to kind of go, well, everybody can relate with losing any number of, of, of family members. It's not nice. Obviously, we can't do anything. We'd love to it not to happen, but it's like you're going through enough upheaval as a teenage boy. Obviously, probably a lot worse if it was a teenage girl without losing somebody that's you're very close to if i can be able to facilitate it that and even the deputy is like oh thank you for bringing it to my attention it's like well he spends your off i'm observant he spends his your his his lunch break with you i guess to keep him out of trouble so thus you're somewhat of this is on reflection now a couple of years later you're confident that you're going to look out for his best intention and, and so you're the almost the 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 top man in school thus you would do it thus the teachers are aware that hey all he's got to do is raise his hand and he can walk out in five minutes to to compose himself it might need longer than that um and of, he might have utilized i don't know because obviously i went about and did the rest of my working day as normal but 
I chose to take a different approach, uh, and I cha- I changed how I, I how I was in that school as a result. I kind of went, well, I'm going to do what what I want to do in V of a business because literally I can't teach people how to to change their life because that's preachy if i was telling you what to do yeah um, you too soon turn off uh, no nope, not listening to james anymore all he's doing is preaching to me um some of this stuff i know but he's not giving me any praise which obviously teaching most of the time is negative so if i can coach you to to be able to kind of go okay so i'm gonna i'm not gonna name the client but as in he he went off the rails for three weeks. It's like I'll give you a, de- a couple of days and a and a week, which is generous, um, because most people probably would assume I am not like that as a coach. Uh, very very. Uh, I don't want to coach like I was coaching sport because that's I don't even think it exists now. It's my way or the highway because at the end of the day it's your life, um, and if I can facilitate you being able to rewrite and get on track and be able to circumnavigate your 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 issues you're more aware of obviously i wasn't very happy with it being three weeks i kind of made that crystal clear like no this is where your leniency is maybe lax compared to mine because ultimately you're and and as a result that client's like well i've been doing I'm not going to say, but I'll, I'll keep that confidential. A couple, it's a, probably a couple months later, he's kind of going, well, I may be giving myself too much slack. So I don't, so, okay, what, what, what do we want to do about that? And I've seen a trend with my audience because it's very similar, you know, mm-hmm. self-discipline. It's just like, oh, very interesting, very interesting. Okay. And I'll do some. Tra- I'm going to do some trains over the next couple of days. So uh, keep it, and I'll obviously do that, and I'll keep you in the loop. And for people, if they want to come and have a check out of it, yep. to kind of give people as well. I'm not going to preach to you and say, "Well, Aaron, you, you you know that you should be blah 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 with your foods. You should be exercising, blah blah blah." And literally, you don't. You probably could go to any number of. Instagram, Facebook, and and see every probably most coaches talking about have a break in people. It's like, well, what you what you would rather have is have me be empathetic towards you, mm-hmm. not sympathy towards it. Because obviously, that I'm not gonna my coach give me praise for that. Uh, you're not very sympathetic. I went interesting. I know where it comes from though, because <laughs> this is where athletes are very, very. That's why I said single minded. Mm. Because in my case, I didn't care about on the anything on the external. If you're not here to help me get me to where I want to, so it's selfish. It's not important. So that so that single so that so that where that kind of non sympathetic comes from because it's like well, yeah, but it's also bad because in some senses I should sympathize with you to kind of go yeah this problem is not good. Aaron, what we're going to do about it? Because ultimately, we've got two choices on this fork. Now, we can mope about it, which would be you sympathizing yourself. Which, if you want to change, doesn't really help you. Obviously, would probably irritate me. This would irritate me years ago a lot. But 
where I've become more empathetic is to kind of go, okay, I understand where you're at. The weight aspect, I've never been mass, I've I've never been massively overweight, so I can't relate from that perspective. So, so I would be honest with people to kind of go, I don't know what it feels like to be overweight. What what we do not want to do is to sympathize too much to almost say that this is acceptable behavior. Mm. So the 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 sporting and obviously I I spoke with a a retired NFL player about this a couple of years ago of, you know, the tolerated environment. If you keep making mistakes in sport, I want you gone because <laughs> you're, you're going to, you're going to cost me. Maybe I'll use Maguire because let's see, gets from under the bus on social media, but as in like that kind of individual that, Hey, come on. You, you, we're giving you chance, chance after chance after chance. Either you, he either goes or I go. Yep. So in America, sport be free agency. But it was interesting because it's like, well, the comparable, the same, but the individual themselves is allowing these actions to 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 be 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 playing out, maybe unconsciously. Yeah. Because I've kind of gone well. Obviously, business is very hard because it's very volatile, but. I've sat down sometimes and gone, well, oh, I want simp- I want to give myself some sympathy because it's going bad. Why? Why? Why 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 are you gonna mope? Why are you gonna mope? You didn't do that, you didn't do that then. So for me, a lot of these things are quick. It's like a couple of hours, a couple of days, like, no. It, it, I'll, allow, I'll, I'll allow you that a little bit, but it's been because of uh, I follow a lot of American sports. So Deion Sanders is a good person to follow because mm-hmm. literally he, he did a, um, a that's gone that's gone out every single day. But he he did a post for me. I think I was going through that rut. He went, I will allow myself to have a bad moment, but I will not allow it to affect my day. I went, wow. So the light bulb go off. Yeah. So where a lot of people and 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 this is probably a precursor of him being a retired athlete that literally there is nobody to help you the other side of the whitewash. The coach can give you all the preparation that you need. Obviously, I'm not going to use a very good analogy for swimming and, 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 and uh, rowing, but as in you get my point, that the coach can only do so much to prepare you and and there's an element of luck that comes into it because ultimately you can only do as much as you can do because you can't, you can't, you can't alter what the opponent's done if the opponent's outworked you, which in Absolutely. my case in, in, in Beijing, I admitted to uh, that four, four crews were better than us. My mother was very gobsmacked um, and she would admit that even to this day. Uh, that's where's James gone? But I, I that, but I'd, probably evolved as a put because I would be very bitter. I said, well, I I did everything I could, but somebody else let me. No, no, literally everything that we did, I moved up to your neck of the woods to go full time. That my my studies were secondly to the sport. All I did was four to six hours a day training and the release for me was to go into my books. So it was, it was nice to be able to balance that. 
but I wasn't a student. I was a athlete student. Uh, and so for me, I threw everything at it that I went full time. I did all that I could. I, I, I immersed myself to the training. Um, I, I got myself into contention to, to, to go to the games that every single thing that there might be a little microcosms that I might've been able to do a bit, a bit better, but that might have still not been enough on that day. And it's not, it's not nice to, 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 to admit to that, but as in to give that to realization that the coaching role that I do now for the majority, we'll say about 95 to 99% of people that I'm going to work with, we're not talking about millimeters, hundreds of seconds. We're talking about that. Hey, if your goal is to lose X number of uh, of of kilos of of pounds, of I'm not gonna say X amount of stone because say at most five six because that's the biggest I've ever seen, but that's still quite a substantial amount of weight. Yeah, that that is your milestone. That is your gold medal. That if you were to to lose that, to change your behavior, to instill habits that I'm very lucky that I come from a sporting family that a lot of these things are probably in my DNA to, to, to that if we can instill the the, the a good foundation and a good mass you'll be fine for the rest of your life but it's going to be monumentous for those individuals because they may have never been so skinny in their life they, they've had to deal with potentially bullying at school I've, I've said i faced bullying at school but i wouldn't have viewed it as that to the, the horrific side of that aaron is some of those people admire me now which is very weird which is very odd. it's like well why did you torment me then as a teenager and and now you kind of going well i don't say they want to be me but as in it's like they're in admiration it's like well that's weird because it's like well what why could you not see me as normal back then but as in that's a different story but i think what people need to to realize is i think i take great pride in what i do now maybe more so what than what i did in my athletic career some people might believe that some people might not that but that doesn't bother me that if i can change your life your family's life in the short term to long term and i did a piece of content today around that as that's have an enormous amount of change because your girlfriend your wife your spouse might not be having arguments over oh aaron why don't you lose some weight <laughs> uh what what and obviously that um it's picking holes the wall blah blah that you're able to coexist and you can work through your domestics without resorting to I'm not going to say violence, but as in verbal abuse and obviously maybe your son or daughter. I don't know your family sister, but I'm just I'm just using this as an example. Has a better relationship with mom and dad as a result that literally the ripple effect on I will never see. I will only see the and work with women, but so let's say your partner, her success, if she's open to kind of going, okay. This is a very awkward question for other people. I love to ask in this when I do it. 
um how does the how does the weight affect your sex life some people don't like it um and, it, and the only reason i bring it up aaron is i was at a christmas dinner uh party with the camera club i'm a part of and they were talking about health and fitness uh yeah. with one of the local gyms and, and i um can't remember what the tagline was but as in being able to to like yourself in the, in the, in in the, with the lights on and they went oh, that's a bit harsh like, that's tame i've i've heard uh as a coach i know uh works with men will say would you would you like to get rid of like the, the your your tire flap so you can see your penis and they went wow they kind of went and i apologize for the vicinity for, for for the listeners but as in i went that and there's probably more extreme because unless you're triggered positively or negatively are you going to do something about it probably not but i actually had an inquiry as a result of it so i'd like to work with you but that i wouldn't use that because it's like it's it is extreme because i don't need to kick somebody that when they're down it's like well i'm gonna have some empathy that you probably don't like certain elements of your body yeah. I think the empathetic, empathetic side, empathetic side of the disability definitely helps disabled people mm -hmm. because we we have faced resentment to ourselves. Yeah, some people not not as much so, and some not at all. But I'm going to say the, for the heart, at least half of the the audience have that I know I did, especially that I I would say things along the line of when I've spoken to able bodied uh podcast hosts they're literally in tears like oh why do you feel that you'd rather not be disabled that's how i felt that's me being real that was how yeah. i felt as Absolutely. an 11 12 year old that everybody that i knew was quote unquote normal so thus i want to be have some sort of normality having a prosthetic is not normal and obviously the the, the i liked it in the early childhood because obviously i got time off school but that's now a disadvantage as I got through secondary school. But I think that's where a lot of people that have been able-bodied as, as clientele or, or people that watch, it's like, oh, your content's amazing. Yeah, because I'm willing to be vulnerable about And people are like, well, you, you, you wouldn't share what you wouldn't share. I mean, that's true. But that vulnerability of showing the 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 setbacks showcases that i'm not all plat i almost say platinum because obviously it's higher than gold i'm not everything that i touch turns to gold there's been a lot a lot of there's probably a lot more a lot more bad things that have got the the, the to, to 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 kind of showcase the two-page documents probably five pages of bad stuff that's gone back with it as well um but I think one person went, well, your life's easy on one purpose. And I'm like, yeah, but you're, you're being selective with what you're looking at as yes, yeah. because I've been born with a disability that I've hit the ground running in, in comparison to somebody, somebody that lost it through cancer has uh, been involved in a traumatic accident, etc. Yeah. I've not had to deal with some of the, the mental adjustments of, 
coming to terms with maybe not having a leg, two legs, uh, an arm, etc. But you've they've got to understand that there's still not people that I've had to deal with as a kid that everywhere that I turn from my age group, even with toys that I play with, I had a Terminator, which is quite funny, but I said that'd be the only one that would probably similar to me as a kid. Yeah. So be it Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. um, Action Man, uh, and there was one of my clients saying his her grandson was breaking the toys. And she went, Oh, grandma, this is looks like you, which obviously shows the progression of where we've got to in yeah. 20 years. Uh, thirty years, thirty twenty-five to thirty years to obviously Lego doing toys, uh, Barbie doing toys that are don't necessarily need to. And I disagreed with one of the the guests I had on my podcast. Um, it was last year because you went in theory from an American perspective. I shouldn't be so successful as I am because there's nobody who laid the foot, the the flagstones ahead of me. Went, all my role models in sport were white, yeah, all able-bodied. So that's not applicable to me. I became the trendsetter, and I'm all right with that. So when yep. people say, "Well, you need to follow behind somebody," no, what 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 would what would be so bad if you were to be the first? And and I think the best people throughout history have always been the ones that have been the first, you know, um, that takes, you know, far more courage, uh, you know, far more balls than, you know, following in someone else's footsteps. And, you know, you, you can't, you, you can take inspiration from other people, but you can, you, you can never be a hundred percent the same as someone else. And why would you want to be, you know, you've got to write your own path and, and uh, you know, kind of write your own own chapters in life, haven't you? And but, but one thing, obviously we, we we've talked about quite a bit um, is uh, obviously like your role as a coach and sort of motivation mindset, things like that. Um, obviously one of the things you do is uh, host your podcast, uh, which is the mindset athlete. Um, I just wondered how long have you been doing that? Um, and um, you know, what sorts of things do you talk about with your guests on your podcast? Uh, how long am I doing my podcast? It's going on seven years. Uh, and I was talking to somebody that his job is to help people get more reach, etc., with the podcast. And he went, what keeps you consistent? I haven't been as consistent recently. I've, I've, I've yeah. I missed a month, but as in, I've done it consistently for seven years straight. But for me, it's the opportunity to speak to people to, to, and the premise of my show is all around mindset. It's, 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 it's looking at how do you overcome some of these pitfalls? So for, for me to speak to the person directly, it taps into probably what we talked about of my family wanted me to go into journalism. This is as close as I'm going to get to journalism being the other side, the microphone mm-hmm. as the host, as opposed to the guest that if I speak to athletes in particular, they know they're not going to get some of those silly questions as you know, I can literally go through the mill and cause I've been asked some of them down the years as well, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So, so, so you, you become disenfranchised and you turn up to, you know, like, I don't really care. So the one in particular I did with ITV, they gave me a script 
because I couldn't get this. It's like, well, I don't care about that. And and uh, my aunt and uncle that live in Surrey, they watched it. So it's very good. It's like it's not what I originally said though. So thus, right. you can tell that I'm not very enthusiastic if you watch it again. And they went, yeah, I can see your point. You're not really enthused about because I was told what to say. Thus, versus what I wanted to say, uh, what which was which was the truth. Okay, it's not polished, but I'm I'm. Uh, I can't remember what the ITV program was called, but as in they've got it in the other room. And that's over 10 years ago that I can still remember that. So what I didn't want to do is if they come to me to kind of give, you know, blanket, you know, the same old questions of I've had some thought, I've done, you don't have to do a lot of research to kind of go, well, you've done this, 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 and this to let's make it human and, and, and give the person, you know, the undercurrents of, well, what what did you have to do to, get to where you got to what what it what is i don't know in some cases you've 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 quite you had an accent as a child um i think the best one you might like this one I, I can't think of his name um uh Re uh Lex uh lex lex gillette so he's a visually Visually, visually impaired long jumper. So you might have you might have seen the one in the Dubai one when he jumped out of sunplit. Yes. Yep. I interviewed him, and his corporate talk is, I'm going to butcher this, and it's amazing. You don't you don't need you don't need sight to have a vision. I went. That's amazing. Yes. It's something like that. It's close. I went, wow. That's that's, and he's obviously done a book on that. I was like, that's amazing. And he's just so down to earth as a character. To to, I spoke to him during the you know the multiple lockdowns. Okay, what was training like towards Tokyo? To literally having to train in in fields and mark out you know on a piece of grass to be able to do training. Thinking. You've you've got to be so resourceful to to that. To I spoke to Brian not long Brian Bell not all long after Tokyo. What was it like to go from competing in Rio? What's the carnival? For, I assume I'm not being to Rio, but as in it's a carnival like atmosphere to having no people in the stands to kind of the complete opposite to 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 like to to give people behind the camera that these individuals are going to trust me for what I've obviously done before to, 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 okay. The, the, the podcast guy is saying you've got authority because you've done sport TEDx. No, that's why it's in the beginning, but it's not about me as the, as wonderful as I, I am as a, as a person and being trying to be as humble as I can. <laughs> <That's dangerous. laughs> is it doesn't matter about me as the guest it's hey you as the as the as the, as the sorry as the host it's you as the guest trying to get your message out there to do to get you as much diverse publicity as you can so okay for the americans they're very very outspoken they literally say it as it is and it and it's it's quite refreshing they've got no filter the british athletes don't i i, I think i can see it from both sides though you know having been a journalist you know I, I, like you know 
don't get me wrong, most of the journalists I work with were great, really friendly. Uh, you know, I, don't know, I can't say I ever came across any bad ones, but obviously, you know, with things like the phone hacking scandal that occurred and things like that, there are, and, you know, you do see very negative stories in papers and things. So you can, you know, I can, as much as sometimes it is frustrating if people, you know, sometimes maybe you have to go for press officers. Most press officers are very decent and very, very helpful. Um, and, you know, you can see why people are media trained because obviously, you know, someone might try and twist the story and things like that. But I, I think I'll within still, disability still sport, do This is probably uh, the only time it's happened to me that's been a negative because some I think people ask, is there any negativity about you in the press? It's like, yeah. there's one, there's one. Uh, yeah. And it's, after the tournament in London 2012, the men's team got compared to the women's. Yeah, and the and the coach got we got wind of it, and he and he showed us afterwards like, well, it'd be useful if it was in the tournament because you could literally put that in the locker room and kind of go, this is what the press is talking about you, uh, because the women didn't win a match and they finished bottom. But yeah. the article headline was, I'm not going to quote it, but as in the men and the women finished probably like dismal eighth mm-hmm. we finished eight out of ten and we lost in the quarterfinals so we 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 won the match that okay we had a losing record but we got out of pool play based on the parameters of what they are they've obviously since reduced the numbers to eight men teams in in the sitting volleyball um but i think it makes it more difficult and i don't other than the tournament is very lot it's all, all two weeks it's very 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 mentally draining um i much preferred the other game of you know bang 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 done uh and then i can do stuff with family and and go and see other sports that you were literally saw all our games in london first three were at night um i was a good boy i did all the talk i wish i hadn't uh i literally laid around all day or slept we had like at eight o'clock in the game uh, against the Russians or the Egyptians. I can't remember which way. I know two get. I felt never felt so lethargic. A lot of the guys went out and they went to the pool halls. Uh, there's a lot of social things in the village. Um, and I went, nah, I'm not going to do as I'm told because literally it doesn't matter. Why, 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 why should we not do things that? So I think I. Didn't, I definitely didn't go to sleep, but I was like more active. I was like, well, we're not in theory, we're not likely to win the match, but so I think it was the Russians and then the Egyptians played the following night. Uh, and the, my roommate was, he's uh, still in the uh, Royal Gurkha uh, unit. A quite lively character. He's very disobedient. Because he's military, very disobedient. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Obviously, I don't know about when his real ju- and his role now. As in, I won't, I won't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stipulate. But as in, in that one, he was very. I'm not, I'm not, I'm gonna try. As, they wanted us off our feet as much as possible, but considering it's a sit down sport, I don't think what 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 it would matter whether or not your legs were tired too much. Um, but that's back to your earlier question about what was I like as an athlete. I was very, very good, 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 goody two shoes. Of yeah. you tell me how how high to jump. No, sorry, you tell me to jump. I'll say how high. Whereas now there is a bit of pushback a little bit because I think where I think people want to know as well, what is probably helped is you know the issues with British gymnastics with 
all the other ones come into light with bullying. It's like, well, if I bring up things that happened in my in my history, some of the governing bodies can't really say anything because it's the tr- it's what happened. It's like I I didn't do anything to jeopardize my 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 future at the time because why would I step on somebody's shoes? Um, when it's not too so the the probably a lot of people probably got more leniency so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna there's one teammate in question he did something wrong and he got caught on cctv and the the, the where we were based they sent it to the head coach by email and he showed it in a team meeting <laughs> we all burst out laughing because i went because he chose to i'm gonna say it because it's a funny story he chose to climb the only gate of that university that had CCTV. And I went, why were you so stupid? You do realize there's another entrance <laughs> about 500 yards down the road that you could have, he was past Kierfield, which is obviously not great anyway, but you could have walked another 500 yards, walked down, walked. It would have been a lot further to walk, but you might have not got caught. Because they might have assumed that he was, oh, he's gone out for the for the night as a student. He's what it's a double amputee waddling. I might have had too much to to think, but I think what didn't help him as well is he was late to train the next day because yep. coach would well where's so and so. Well, we tried to wake him up. Obviously, didn't get up. He's not a he's not a, he's not a child. Which obviously elite sport isn't. So I'm not. It's not my responsibility to look after somebody else. I will hold the hand. So these are the young. I think the under both under 18s. We had to look out for him a lot. It's like, well, I'm not gonna literally carry him from sleeping quarters to the training site. That I'm about 25 years old at that time. I'm got enough to worry about myself to get myself through training because there's going to be sometimes that I can't I don't I won't say I can't be asked that I don't want to do it because I'm f- physically goosed but I've got to do that let alone to I'll be I'll be nice to kind of go bang on the door before I'm going to breakfast yeah I'll do it before I'm going oh, there's no murmur there's no murmur there's no movement okay you know that when when you do finally rock up, there's gonna be some backlash. That's that. I think those are probably harsh lessons that they got to have to. But that's where the real the real work that I knew. Yep. From an early age of I think fifteen or sixteen, that was very much made clear as day in swimming. To these are your to triangle diagram that they use. Your sport is probably number one. Your education or whatever the second thing may be is number two, and something's got to go. So, where you've got to be disciplined uh, and all those those things to be able to be do whatever it takes to to do it. That okay, I probably I think I've only been in trouble once with a coach, and that's because I was going a bit easy on myself in the gym because I was without trying being like set third or second strongest in the team and I wouldn't even have to go to the gym but she pulled me aside and I thank her for doing that to kind of going well you don't do the team any 
service by having that attitude and you don't do yourself any mm. thing by kind of skating by doing mediocrity and that was the kick up the bum I needed to I think not long after I pushed he's heavier than me he's taller than me to kind of make him work harder in the gym on testing because I I was asked oh do you want to I think it was like 85 kilo 90 kilos yeah and I'm only I was only 70 kilos back then oh do you want to attempt it why not What's the worst that can happen? I, I don't fail it. He jumped back in at 100. He was 110 kilos. So he didn't want to be outdone by somebody that weighed, not 110, say 100 kilos. So about 200 pounds. And I'm only about 150. It's a big difference between the two. And I would be strong. I was stronger than him anyway. So it, he didn't want to be, I think he went up the next one, but I'm still technically probably on percentage wise stronger. But that's the only time that I've been reprimanded to kind of going, well, it was more the kind of the slap on the wrist, more like the teacher as well. You've done something wrong. You know, you've done something wrong. I'm going to let you do something about it. Can you see? It was more the shame of, yeah, I know I'm, I know I know I'm wrong and I, I should do better. And obviously that's how I am as a person. It's like, I, I, even in my role now as a coach, it's like, I don't want people to fail. Even if they can't, they can't say, "Well, I can't do it." It's like, well, I, however negative you see the future, I won't let, I, I won't allow that to happen because I don't want that to happen because of probably my history as well. I don't like guilt and shame. And on my shoulders. Speaking of, uh, you know, the future. Um, obviously, uh, you know, you're very busy with. Uh, you know, you work as a coach, um, obviously doing things like podcast, um, your book, um, your studies that you've been doing. Um, what, you know, what do you, what are you hoping to achieve going forward? Um, have you got any new projects to be working on? Do you think we could ever see a return to international competition in the sport for yourself? What, what, well, what we, you see, we definitely so, won't see that last one. I know that. For, I, I've, I've, I've accepted <laughs> that. Um, I've, I've moved on with life to, I, I did contemplate it in the beginning of lockdown in 2020 as well. I wish I could have done Rio. I wish I could have possibly done Tokyo, yeah. uh, but it was the performance director. We had a chat and he kind of went, well, just accept that you've done pretty good, pretty well. Just like reframe it to kind of go, you've done London, you've done Beijing. That's pretty good going that most people don't get that. Yeah. In hindsight, you could have, should have, would have, but you chose, I chose to not do it. So, um, I, I accept that. Um, I'm, I'm quite happy. It, it's getting very, much more easy and easier every single day. Get games to watch as a spectator that, cause I'm not, I'm not as omnipresent as I once was because Rio was very difficult to watch. Cause I knew a lot of the athletes that I've seen behind the scenes. So that was really difficult to kind of go, well, four years prior, are you there? Eight years ago, prior, are you there? This is, oh, but what, what I remind myself a lot about is like, well, you can't have your cake. You can't have the cherry on top of the cake and eat it. Cause literally, you know how much sacrifice those boys and girls are doing to have the opportunity to get there. Not all of them are going to make it. So you can't have this approach of just doing in for the sprint. You're not willing to do the marathon. So that's a reminder. It's like, well, yeah, it'd be wonderful to to do the sprint. But that's only the spectacle that most people see. I know that some of them have spent a minimum of 
some of them might be lucky that have done a year, two years. Some of them have done four, four year cycle. In I I sat I sat down with one of the basketball players not too long ago for the podcast recently for Britain. He spent his entire life building up to that. So he spent since the age of seven years old. Yeah. To that 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 is, and what the stark reality is that is there's no guarantee. You you might spend all that time preparing for it, but you might not get there anyway. And I'm not trying to discourage people, but that is some of the reality of of it is you might not make it if you're lucky that you're in my shoes, that you've got the right people in your corner. They're able to sand down that diamond from from the, this, this piece of uh, carbon that's in the thing. And, okay, you don't work out in that sport. Okay, let's go and do another sport. So the, the Welsh model is... There's lot. There's lo, It's not just me. There's Jody Cundy. There's 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 lo, I could list probably people that I'm the length of my arm. The number amount of people that have been successful in another sport. From okay, Jody's obviously to cycling. Um, I can't think of the other one. James Ball from athletics to cycling. Mm-hmm. And there's so many others to to kind of go well. Even if you were successful, here's how we prolong your career for a little bit longer. To who benefits? Obviously, the national, the national, uh, Paralympics GB. So, what what's the future hold for me, Aaron? Yeah. Uh, within wheelchair basketball, uh, we're coming the end, of, come come the end of the domestic season. I've got a playoff finals in a week's time. So a week a week on Saturday, uh, in Manchester, um. So this might come out before that, might come out after it. Uh, so that's what's on the cards with the with North, North Wales Knights, um, with the Division Three playoffs. Our junior team's also there as well. So um, I'm lucky that this will be my third third playoff appearance in okay nine years because we had a day, year out because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, that they don't they almost like buses they don't come on, around very often. Uh, but I think for me on a personal maybe from a work perspective is is probably public speaking probably the ne- next venture is uh, i was asked a great question on another podcast last month as what's an unrealistic goal you have for yourself yeah that it's unsurmountable and what is I, went, that? I went for me and it and it's it, it excited me when i said it it's it's probably because i can put i'm playing out the negativity since i've said it is to probably be somewhere in the like somewhere in the presence like Tony like Robert Tony Robbins kind of level of, of public speaking. So that that why not? Someone's got to do it. So you know. So that's, like, so, so that's a scary one. But as in, there's going to be well, monumental leaps. There's going to be baby steps along the way to absolutely. Okay, I don't want to be the, the next Tony Robbins, but to get to where he's done is taking thirty years. Okay, I'm quite happy to be doing that at sixty something because that speaking to a massive audience is a lot easier than doing one to one. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, I, I think that's a, a great goal to have, and uh, you know, if it, it, it's, I think from chatting to you, uh, James, you know, it's, uh, you know, you, your coaching that you do is something you clearly have a passion for, and I think, you know, the impression I get is that you've you've been quite reflective during our conversation, and um, you know, I get the impression that perhaps when you were younger, you know, you started off quite early in the podcast talking about that sort of negative, um, you know. Um, uh, uh, comments you were given from like your PE teacher and I think that was kind of almost like a something that fueled you to do well but as you've got older you've realized that actually in like intrinsic motivation is kind of better than something motivating you extrinsically and you talked about obviously kind of letting that thing go and I think you it sounds like you've learned quite a few lessons from like your sporting career and and just life in general that you now use to you know um, help you know other people and it and it sounds like you know you have a real passion for what you do and really enjoy helping people through your coaching which I think is you know a great quality to have and uh, you know really really commendable thing that you do so um, you know I look forward to continue to follow in your journey and, and seeing where it takes you well, I appreciate that Aaron no worries um, and yeah like I say thank you very much for uh, joining us on the podcast it's been uh, great hearing your story and um, yeah we'd definitely love to catch up again one day and um, good luck with the uh, the playoff finals in, the, in a couple of weeks time I appreciate I'll, pa- I'll pass I'll pass that on to obviously because I got training tonight so I'll pass that on to the to the team see whether so then they can get get a few more listeners then as well so they might check check it well i'll i'll say i've been on this show and i'll I'll publish it so i appreciate the the opportunity to, to come on on the show as well no worries well the pleasure's been mine so uh, yeah thank you very much for joining us my pleasure i hope you enjoyed that interview with james If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe to us on whichever platform you use for listening to your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Disability SP. The next episode will be out in two weeks' time. And as always, thank you very much for listening.